Everyone's in ahead of schedule. I am so proud. This is wonderful. So proud of you guys. So I gotta get my teacher voice back now, you know. This guy. Free planning starts on Monday, so you know, I just gotta get it back into that, you know, that fake uh, positive encouragement there. Yeah. I still got a week. Oh, that's nice. Must be nice if y'all. Ain't nobody tell your ass to become no um accountant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pays the bills. You mind pay the bills too. It just come with a three, with a two and a half <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh man, best decision of my life. Whoever said that it is a dumb thing to become a teacher, I, my my math teacher. I need to run fade with my math teacher, Miss Hutchinson. If you hear this, like, I need to run a fade with you because you told me teachers don't make enough money. Hell, I, I got the PS Five, the Xbox X. Shoot, I'm happy. I don't know what she was talking about. Yeah, and keep keep. Let's see if you keep that same tune in uh, five months. You know, home run. Once, let's get it. Once once Junior comes along, you know, once once he shows up, let's see. Uh, see if you still think you get paid enough. Oh, but we still. I would be extra. See, this is what happens when like you are a penny pincher like me, and you save. I'm too. I live on just my check in 10% of April's I banked the rest of hers so it's like I'm st- I'm, I'm about to freaking be like freaking crazy now all I need is these damn diapers paid for that's what my that's what grandma and daddy is for I'm about to don't buy don't buy like don't stock up beforehand because you don't know how big he's gonna be or how fast he's gonna grow oh no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about when you get here yeah it also doesn't help or it doesn't hurt when you don't buy your mom chicken nuggets when she asks for it. Say so forget, forget, forget them damn chicken nuggets. <laughs> I freaking hate you. I told you that yesterday. You got me a damn lecture over some damn chicken nuggets. I will never understand black parents. Like one 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 just got a promotion. My mom just got a promotion. Like I like legit just got a promotion. And then my dad has a whole damn retirement job. And I'm just like, why am I getting yelled at for not wanting to buy y'all asses chicken nuggets? Y'all should be still buying me stuff because y'all got money. See, but that's the thing. It's like Tez Shed and Fast Fast and Furious 6. That's how you stay a millionaire. Well, they they need to, they can stay a millionaire some other way. I was so mad about that. I'm <laughs> like, and then here go Lamar's instigating. You should just do it, tell mama say. Just do it, tell mama say. Why don't you do what your mama say? <laughs> I do, but there's a reason why I live in Atlanta and she lives in Columbus. It saves me a whole I, lot of hassle. Oh, I hope she I hope she hear this. And I hope she come up and she asks you to take her to Rue Chris. I hope she make you take her ass out and get her expensive behind steak 
and everything because I you have to my worry friend. about that i, I really don't because she she tried to get me to take her to cheesecake factory for mother's day and i drove her by there so she could see what type of line she would be waiting in and she hasn't asked me to um go to any other restaurant oh, see, you 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 a you a ass of a son if you took your mama by cheesecake factory it was like i'm not waiting in this line bye oh you right, was, you, you trifling you are right, a it was like a two son. or three it was a two or three hour wait there's is cheesecake factory is not worth that see see we uh see i i, I provide my parents with a stay, stay place to stay and not have to pay uh for a hotel room so you know they don't ask me to buy there anything for them you know so. there you go must be freaking nice you know what <laughs> That's why you need to have black parents for a week. I'll take some white parents for a week. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy you you dinner in the process. Well, I'll take that. You, because, you know that? Um, Every time my parents came into town, they were like, hey, Solomon, you busy? Come to dinner with us. Well, see, yeah, like, my, see, now, nah, now, nah, nah, black parents will do that and, like, take other, like, take other kids out or take my friends out. Or see, but then what happens is, it's like, like, when my dad, when y'all came here, my dad took us out. Yeah. So I had to pay for half of it. That's see, that's what black right. parents do. They, they didn't tell you that later, and that's they didn't the say that. They didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, hey, I want to take you and JT and, and Kelly out. Okay, Dad, cool. We get there, we go out, we have a good time. This man gets to check and be like, hey, so you paying for half? I'm like, for real, dog. <laughs> Tripping. That's what I'm saying. Like black, I'm telling you, I can't wait to be a black parent. I'm gonna be so freaking. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, all the BS we've been dealing with. Is about to just come around full circle. Oh, but see, it, when it comes around, it's like at least I can be the one instigating it, and then yeah. they're gonna be like, "Why are you being like this?" I'm be like, "Bro, go ask your go ask your grandma and go ask your granddaddy." Because every single time that I wanted to do something, they told me no. I'm telling you, and y'all can put this on the podcast. Make this the intro. I cannot wait because I know it's gonna happen. I cannot wait. For my parents to try to save my child from a from an ass whooping, and then let them know as I'm taking him home that you did not save him, in the same way that my grandma tried to save me from an ass whooping, I'm gonna do the same thing to him that y'all did to me. I can't wait for it. I know it's gonna happen. I yeah. know it's gonna happen. I can't wait to look him in the eye, just like my mom did to me the first time. It looks like she can't save you. She's not going home with us. I can't wait to do that to her. Even though she said she's going to come to my house and jump me and take my child away from me. But that's besides the point. See, here's here's the thing. You know, you know, we can't say that our parents just completely change like that when they become grandparents. But notice what point of their lives they're in. They're trying to make up for all the wrongs they did in life and make it into heaven at this point. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, no, that's my, that's my dad's go-to phrase right now. He's like, I'm just trying to make it into heaven. You know, I tried my best. I I didn't mess up that much with you. I promise. Like, I just want to. I want to be a good. I want to be a good, good grandfather. I said no. I said I need all the craziness. I need you yelling at him like you yelled at me. Every sporting event, whenever he make a mistake, I need you damn near cussing him out because I'm gonna be doing it. Like no, there's no favoritism. That's why I gave him my name. Said the same way you treated me is the same way you're going to treat him. After we mess up at games, you getting in the car, you're going to yell at him just like you yelled at me. Ain't no now, pats on now the back. Isn't, 
isn't one of the reasons you love your grandmother so much is because she wasn't your dad and how she oh treated God. you i love her much so if you want your your own child to have that same feeling towards your own parents got to let them do them and be oh. nice and and spoil little solo and all that good stuff um so don't complain when you know they just oh, let them be oh don't don't worry you 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 absolutely right which is why i still have my ass whooping conundrum and that when that day comes like i'll be happy i'm gonna be sad that he gonna have to get a butt whooping but at the end of the day just to see the look on my mama face is gonna be priceless because i know see, how my is, grandma this is why i moved into a neighborhood with hills because either my child's gonna be well behaved or he's gonna be in really good shape because you're just gonna start running up and down those hills i'll make him run make him yeah. bear crawl it <laughs> people can see that it look weird I, I, you know, I don't want people to ask questions because if, if they just see him running, I'm just, he's just conditioning. Right. He's gonna he's gonna run until I am no longer tired of his bullshit. But your child gonna okay. hate your child gonna hate being an athlete because he's just gonna he gonna see on uh -uh, like yeah 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 I'm gonna tell you exactly like they gonna what is it associate running with punishment and you ain't supposed to do that which I don't understand why, because I do it all the time. But yeah. according to like this new age parenting bullshit, you're not supposed to associate, you know, physical activity with punishment because that's how you come out with obese people. True story. That's exactly what they said in this publication that I read. And I was just like, you know what? I don't really care. Mm -hmm. So like, so you're going to let I'm a book not tell to you? I'm not kid anymore these days. That's, 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 that's frowned upon in society, you know. <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna make them feel bad. That's what I said. At the end of the day, it's like, bro, I, I was the way that I was raised. It didn't kill me, and I'm okay. So you know what? It, it may not be bad to impart that same type of of endearment onto my child, and I'm okay with that. I just can't. My thing is, I cannot wait to see how my parents, who were whoop your ass first take questions later are gonna react when now it's like don't beat them i can't stand that don't do that are you sure you have you are you gonna try to talk like did y'all talk to me i did i did y'all lamores did you ever have a conversation with your parents growing up before when you was in trouble was it a conversation i'm talking about a, a true conversation i ain't talking about a conversation with a when when are you getting threatened with a bill i'm talking about did you ever have a true conversation between the ages of seven and 13. the conversation was them hitting me and the sound <laughs> that it hit that it made when it hit my skin but um yeah that <laughs> i got a lot of conversations <laughs> Bro, oh man, gotta love it. All gotta right, love before life. we get into too much trouble telling on our parents, let's let's get into the the, the show here. Uh, welcome into another edition of Off the Cuff Sports. Same golden trio as always. We'll get started with the Distress Club. What do we have, fellas? Chris Paul. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. 
where he tweeted out two games away and didn't do anything afterwards. I can't. Bro, leave. I got to let him have it. That's, that's messed up. Let my dog be good. What you got, Solo? This, I say the entire Phoenix Suns organization just because of the fact that, uh, yeah, this was like their only chance in order to win anything. And now that's over. So I think you also argue Phoenix as a, a city winning sports. Uh, uh, they're not Atlanta. I mean, you know, true. they're but, not Atlanta. Um, Arizona uh, Cardinals can't seem to, you know, as good as they seem to be, they never seem to be able to, you know, pull it off. You know, yeah. they always kind of fall apart at the end of the season. Diamondbacks haven't been a good, haven't been a good team for a while now. They haven't been good since 2001. Like when uh, Randy Johnson pitching for those boys. What was his name? The unit? What was that? Big yeah, unit? I think Big it was unit. unit, yeah. yeah. My my team in distress is uh, fans <coughs> of the now lame duck team of Cleveland Indians. Um, and any of them were, that are trying to buy up Cleveland Indian gear because now it is going to be through the roof. They want to go on eBay and try to get it. I mean, I don't feel bad for the fans because that's a new opportunity to uh, get new merch. But uh, it sucks when your merch is going to look like a double A team. So <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look necessarily, you know, very, you know, professional sports team esque. Yeah. I would, but I, would I think, that. but I, I also all of those ones that are very anti-changing names, even as bad as the names may be. You know, Same. When and, and honestly, it's not even an accurate name, anyways, because the reason why they were ever called Indians was because the idiot Christopher Columbus thought he landed in India. Not on a, you know, you couldn't believe there was a whole other continent that he wasn't aware of. He didn't even land on the continent. Nah. He landed on an island. He didn't even make I it. Will, I, I will say um, the the whole Redskins name. Um, that, that, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one's, you know, that one's another bad one that needs to go, you know. But they can't figure out a name to, to change it to. I just leave it as football team. It's football team. Yeah. Very clever. All right. With that, we'll get into other news of the of the week. Um, it's come out that it's very likely that Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC and make it now a. What is it, a 16-team conference now? Or is it a uh, 18-team conference? 16. 16 16-team conference. Their subdivisions are now... Each subdivision is now the size of the entire Big 12. If this this goes through. 
Well, it, it's going to go through, and it's literally the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, I mean, I think, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I this is I a money grab. Am I wrong? Like they move I mean, for, for Oklahoma, it's for money. I yeah. think Texas is strictly, like, recruiting. Why? Yeah. They want to be able to compete with Texas A&M and people like that. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous with how big these they're getting at this point. I mean, you might as well make they're gonna if they they keep going like this. SEC is just gonna be, you know, a you know twenty team conference that just plays itself and is, uh, it only recognizes its championship as the true national championship. Well, I mean, I think that the majority of it is like that. I mean, the reason why you see everybody like these two teams making the dart for the SEC is because it's like, you know, they're, they're big dogs in their respective conference, but like they don't have the juice to get over the plane. Right. I mean, to get, you know, to get over the top. So they're thinking that, and I know Texas is thinking that the way that they're going to do that is like, okay, I joined the SEC. I keep made my most of my Texas kids in Texas. Um, and then that cuts off. I mean, that boosts up my recruitment. That also takes a stab at, you know, the major SECs like, you know, Texas, Alabama, and Auburn who recruit heavily out of Texas. Right. And then, like, it should make them better. But if we're being 145% honest, it's what it's going to wind What's going to wind up happening is, like, if the Big 12 dissolves, you're still going to stay the same big dogs and nothing's going to change other than that these certain universities are going to get bigger checks. I mean, because let's be real. Texas can join the SEC, and so can Oklahoma. Oklahoma's an idiot for wanting to go to the to the SEC. To the SEC Especially because, like, with Texas coming with them. Like, you could have just stayed in, you could have stayed yeah. in the, the, the Big 12 or the Big 9 at this point. And, yeah, I mean, well, if I was Oklahoma, if I was them, I would have stayed uh, let Texas go by themselves. I would have pulled Memphis from the Americans. And they can still, like, Memphis isn't a bad football team. Like, they actually compete. So, you know, I mean, in my my humble opinion, I kind of think that it's a dumb move on them because, like I said, when they still lose and, like, they're still getting beat up by the powers that be, I mean, it's it's going to be the same. Like, I mean, yeah, this all through, the, can we acknowledge now, the Big 12 as a still a, a power conference? Like, can, do we, can we can we do yeah. that anymore? If you get SMU and Memphis to join in Oklahoma and Texas instead, then yes. Because yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> I disagree there. I think that they would, I mean, it's not going to be like a major conference. I mean, but let's, let's be 115% real. Outside of Oklahoma, you couldn't even say that last year. There was nobody that was, you know, really big there anyway. But now we don't even have the names. Right. To keep you don't have like that. I mean, you don't have that prestige, you know, score that you give that, you know, Notre Dame gets just because their name is Notre Dame. You know, you don't have that really anymore in the in the big the big twelve or the the little eight at this point. And I think, um, and I, I saw someone else bring this up. 
don't underestimate the value of money when it comes to the Big 12 and how they're perceived as a conference. So like say Texas and Oklahoma leave and they would, I would assume are their two top earners um, and Texas is the highest earning team in all of college football, right? If you add an SMU of Memphis or a Cincinnati or a, um, whoever else, uh, I saw BYU flirted in there. Who exactly is watching those games that would earn the Big 12 money in a in a national sense? Right. So, so with Oklahoma, yes, you know, it would have been nice for them to stay because they would actually dominate, you know, that conference. But if no one else is there, who's watching it? And as the Big 12, you know, at that point, if nobody's going to watch it, your TV deal is going to be up in 2025. There is nothing for you to actually do outside of fold. And I think that's going to be their, their ultimate outcome when Texas and Oklahoma leave. Wouldn't be the first time a major conference in that region of the United States folded. Um, you brought up SMU. Um, they were in a uh, conference called uh, the Southwest Conference, I believe it was called back in the day. It was with, you know, Texas, SMU, Oklahoma, you know, a lot of the, the big players. And uh, after SMU got the death penalty, uh, that conference started to, you know, die. And the Big 12, which I believe started as the Big 8, uh, came to be shortly after, relatively shortly after those events of SMU and the death penalty. Uh, uh, so just a little history there on that aspect. Um, Sticking with the theme of realignment, uh, Pac-12 has basically said that they are open to just teams uh, joining. They're not going to look for teams to join, but they are putting it out there as an option for people to join them. As they should. Who, who do we think would be a good fit to join the Pac-12? Um, I assume that they would be going for teams that are leaving um, the Big 12. Um, but I think I, I, I think the the teams that would be available um, are a little too far, far west uh, for a, a conference called the Pacific Athletic Conference. I mean, yes, but outside of BYU, I mean, who else is out there that can be added that would be valuable to the Pac-12? Um, I mean, Boise, maybe. But Boise is only good at football. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and, that's what most people care about. Unless you, then you gotta see, you gotta window. see. You gotta also see it from that point of view too. It's like maybe that helps them out with recruiting because they're part of a bigger conference. I don't think that it's that's such a 
a bad idea. Yeah, I think that could. That's that's. I mean, I think that's one of the one of the few teams that could could go that makes sense um, as far as who would be quote unquote available. Um, unless you want to start, you know, digging down deep. Um, so, I mean, also going back to the Big Twelve, uh, they had a chance to add teams a couple of years back. And a lot of teams put in bids that I thought would have been good fits for the Big 12. And they just said, nah, we're good. Thanks. Thanks, no thanks. Like Houston, and now look like at them. Houston was yeah. strong. Like Houston was real strong. And now now it's like, okay. Uh, if you were going to realign all of uh, all of college athletics, how would you guys do it? Ooh, I mean, like just pure alignment. Like pure alignment. You, like if you were to set up, it set up a however you deem appropriate to set it up. How would you do it? Uh, I mean, me personally, like honestly, first and foremost, like if we're gonna only have like if we have like a, a the playoff set up like we do right now. I mean, I would, I would have four major conferences. Like, I don't think right. that five is necessary. I'd have four major conferences, and for each region of the country to set us for each. Re- yeah, yeah more, for each region country. of the country. Yeah. And then after you do that, it's like seven, force everybody to join one, obviously. And I just think that that makes it. First of all, I think you still get the same brand of football. I mean, because you tell them it's like you have to play you know how many ever games you need in your conference and then you have to play you know an out of like an out of conference team in each conference right so that means that it's like you get a chance to see you know a team that you don't normally play and that's only what that's only three added games so it's like if we go with the same schedule that means we play seven conference games three non-conference uh and you get a real good brand of football after that, like I said, you make your selection, and then it's like well, now that you have four, like obviously the, the ones who win the conference title, like get the first round seed, and then it's like I said, you have a twelve team playoff, plug and chug, and that's just like a fair way to do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, heck, every other like section of football in the country does it that way. I mean, we just. I just think that it's time that they start doing things a little bit differently so it will, you know, eventually make itself better. That's just and, my and opinion. They, can't, you, they like to use the argument of how much money is tied up in all these this postseason stuff. The NFL makes billions on billions of dollars on their playoff. It's not like the money is not going to go away at this point. This is true. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lamorse? Um, in an ideal world, um, I like Solo's um, answer in terms of split into four. But I guess my question would be, how would you treat those low-tier FBS schools or FCS schools that are trying to get into the playoffs, like a group of five team? Would you add them to these conferences? There we go. And that's a very good question. And I would start making college football like like how uh, soccer is overseas. That's how I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, So it's like, you you have to do. 
yeah, you have to do so well in order to keep your, you know, to keep your standing in the league. And I mean, let, let's be honest. Who is this going to affect? It's not going to affect any of our Blue Bloods. I mean, for the most part, it's like, you know, if Notre Dame were to join the ACC, it's not going to affect them. It's not going to affect the Georgia, the Alabamas of the world. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the borderline schools like the Cincinnati's and the Texas Techs. And, you know, like, and, and I don't honestly believe that that's unfair. And I obviously, you do it by sport. You know, you do it by sport. So, like, yeah, you might have Kansas football, you know, be derelegated to FCS. And then you'll have, you know, Kansas basketball yeah. still be at the, you know, at the top of the iceberg. You know, it's just like, here's how, I, we I can, think- here's how we can do it. This is my idea. You've got, like we said, four different regions of the, of the country. You know, we have Northeast, Southeast, um, Midwest, and uh, West, just because of population differences and densities. Uh, rather than just northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest, um, that would make trips kind of complicated there. But you have each each region has three tiers: an A, B, and a C. Um, and each 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 uh, each level has you know roughly ten teams in them. Um, you know, so you compete against your you would compete against the other nine teams in your your level of your region uh each season and then you'd play one lower level team uh only you know you can always step down one like they, they they've been doing this entire time two out of conference games um and then your your postseason um your your the lowest of group a has to play the highest uh team in group b winner gets to go to group a um same thing would be for lowest of group B and highest of group C for each each division. So uh and so that keeps that parity each single year. Um it gives programs a chance to they can legitimately show recruits that development and uh the program is moving in a, in a proper direction because, hey, we were in Group C last year, we're in Group B this year, and we're contending in Group B, have a chance to compete to go to Group A next year. Uh, and I think that would be a big thing for recruiting with these players. Uh, it would make things a lot more simplified and uh, take out the drama that the, the sports media tries to push on us that they say that we need uh, when it comes to like the college football playoff selection show and, you know, bowl selections and everything, you know, we, there's no drama when it comes to who makes, there's enough drama already of who makes the NFL playoffs and it's set in stone of who does what. So I don't see that argument there. Uh, But I think that is uh, a straightforward and appropriate way. Uh, We've seen this worked worked over in Europe when it comes to football uh, and it has been a huge success I mean we can't argue with the success of European football um, not from just a popularity standpoint from also a financial standpoint I mean shoot I don't care if my son's 17 18 years old 
he gets offered a, a, a chance to play soccer or football overseas in Europe. Uh, forget college for now. Go go play. Go go, go play soccer. If you play for if you if you can make it through your first season, you can pay for your college and then some afterwards. We're good. So, I think we can take a lot of ideas from other countries on how they run their professional sports. But uh, what are y'all's thoughts with that? That's cool. Um, I hope these teams don't have a year like Tennessee when they lost to Georgia State or LSU fumbling the back this past year um, well, after coming off of a national championship because like your recruiting is going to take a major hit if you have you know one of those down years as if you were like a blue blood type of school but, yeah but you know. that gives you but, but also it's not like it's guaranteed if you go to that if you if you're the even if you're the lowest in your in your it's not an automatic switch um, right you have to, you have that's your bowl game that year is you are you are it's not just playing you know, it, it takes those BS bowl games of, you know, the Champ Sports Bowl or the, the Music City Bowl, and it gives a value to them that you didn't have before. Like, you're not you're not just playing, you know, for, you know, a ring that's going to sit in a trophy case and collect dust. It's, right. You're playing for your literal lives of this game. But I'm just saying, like in a team standpoint, no, no, um, no, 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 you can't, you can't have those years because it is actually going to mean something at this point, right? So you know, be but careful. But also at the same time, it's it's not like it's not like you're you can be st- you can be stuck in like doldrums, like teams like right. Vanderbilt that continually, you know, scrape the bottom of the barrel in the SEC. They can't develop any momentum and start to start bringing in you know high level recruits you know that as teams because that's that's what these teams like ucf app state memphis they're able to build up momentum in those smaller conferences and makes people want to go there because these days there's a good a good handful of recruits that if they have choice between somewhere like memphis or ucf and tennessee they might go to ucf and memphis over Tennessee, just because yes, they should, they could make him. They feel like they're building something. They're, they're mo- there's momentum moving forward with that. So, and they're probably tired of eating McDonald's. <laughs> Not McDonald's. Ugh. We upgraded the Waffle House bags. Come on, man. Hey, hey, don't don't knock Waffle House. That, like, if if I got a choice between McDonald's and Waffle House. Dude, if I have a choice between a lot of things in Waffle House, I'm, I'll probably choose Waffle House. No, we understand. That joke is for all you Georgia Tech fans that don't think that you're getting paid. You heard it here first. Their players are getting paid in uh, Waffle House bags. It doesn't matter now. We have NIL. Pay them. <laughs> hey, I understand that. I'm just saying, I bet you Jeremy Pruitt was like, why the hell did y'all fire me now? Yeah. Y'all couldn't have waited three, four months. Not like he was doing anything anyways. They found a way to get him out of there. Let's be real. No, it, it's he was fired for blatant cheating. No, no, no. You're right. But I'm still like, it's not like, okay, it's not like the rules changed and what he did is no longer illegal. It was still a trash, had a trash record. Like, yeah, it wasn't just because he was, we've seen 
Uh, I'm not going to name any specific, you know, South Georgia high schools in this situation, but uh, we've seen that they'll tolerate cheating and breaking the rules as long as you're winning. It helps when you bring in a Netflix show, too. VHS, VHS, VHS. Speaking of VHS, there is now going to be another documentary series involved with Rush Probst. For those that don't know, Rush Probst used to be the head coach of a school in Alabama referred to as Hoover High, otherwise known as Two-A-Days at Hoover High. And that, that documentary series ended with him uh, having a second family. Is that is that correct, Fel, uh, our yeah, resident yeah. Alabamian? Yes. It, first, it, it ended with him going to apply for, because he was about to work with, with for Nick Saban at the University of Alabama. The last interview question was, do you actually have a secret family? He said, yes, Nick said, you're not hired. Obviously not. That is hilarious to me. Like, and wow. then he chose my, to come my wife's to Colquitt County uh, and Juice's players. That was never proven. <laughs> Those are Your all state championship says otherwise. Those were all allegations. They were never proven to be true. I'm not trying to get the podcast sued. Yeah, because we have so many people listen to us that, that this would <laughs> hey, be a slander. Hey, you point. never know. Man, if this, if this man is petty enough to out Nick Saban, like on on like on public radio, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, "What did they say?" Make an example out of those guys. We're not even on his radar. I don't know. He doesn't realize that we actually exist as a podcast. Y'all underestimate how petty this man is. <laughs> Although I wouldn't mind the publicity. Yeah. Like, did y'all hear what that guy said? Did you hear what they said on that podcast? What podcast? <laughs> Where can oh, I find said podcast? Ah, oh, it's on all major platforms. You should go listen to it. Yes. It's off the cuff sports. The one with a yellow background, not the one that's a picture of somebody kicking a football because we don't like kickers here. You know. Kickers are Man, what's wrong with kickers? They are weirdos. <laughs> no, we, we mess with um what's his name? Um, there's only one kicker. I can't even think it's of this. The mailman? These, these, are you talking about destroying? Oh, no, we. I don't like destroying. But uh, Pat McAfee is uh, the only kicker I met. He's with. a punter. There's a difference. He's, he wasn't. He was. Well, I mean, he did. He did do kickoff. He did kickoff. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a place kicker. So place kickers are weirdos. Place kickers. But anyways, we digress. Uh, yes, Russ Probst is getting his own another documentary series on Netflix. And it doesn't seem to be like the Tiger King type of uh, <sighs> Netflix series that calls people out and gets people to reopen investigations against them. Uh, oh, by the way, free my dog, Tiger King, bro. Free him. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave that as it is because Obviously, that is, we, we all know where we stand on that situation. 
Uh, but moving on, we briefly talked about the finals for NBA. I wanted to get y'all's overall thoughts. Uh, I want to congratulate Solomon for calling uh, how the series would end. I want to congratulate Lamoris for once again picking the Bucks to win a championship. He is now two for two when he has picked teams named the Bucks in their respective professional championships. Uh, so you call it hedging your bets. <laughs> anyway. Well, he was just good at predicting his 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 college football team to win a national championship. Yikes. Well, I didn't. I, I saw that predict one them. I, I, that I've never predicted me. them to win. So that's that's cap. That's cap. He he constantly when, says that Georgia's a contender and that Georgia's going to win. A con- a contender is different than. <laughs> you know, the last podcast he predicted I, that I, they were going to win the SEC championship this year. Yep, that's what I heard. Unless he conveniently yeah, this, cut it out. This, up, this upcoming year, they will win the SEC championship. Sure. <laughs> Last year, I picked Enjoy. Florida to win the East. Like, I didn't even have Georgia winning the East. Come on now. I'm pretty good at these team predictions. But, um, but go ahead, fellas. What are your thoughts on the uh, the championship for the Bucks? What this means moving forward? Uh um, Solomon, I'll let you answer this question. I called you and had a conversation um, before game six started. And what did I tell you about Giannis? Okay, the fact that you correctly guessed that the the guy that plays like Shaq in this prime would have a 50 ball was not really that revolutionary. So what I'm saying it's not that revolutionary. Giannis to get 50 <laughs> points before the game started uh-huh. He went out there and mm-hmm. did that, and he won uh-huh. the game for us. Yeah, um, his his legacy is saved. Um, what legacy, like, bro? I, and that this is what I have a problem with with this whole with this championship. Yeah, a lot of y'all people out there is getting out of hand. Now, now don't get me wrong. Like, I I I love Giannis. I love the fact of how how Giannis won this year. But let let's 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 face the facts. He was a size 16 shoe away from being eliminated by Brooklyn. And he was a healthy, a healthy team away from being swept in the finals. Whether that had been said, you know, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, whomever. Now, do I respect the ring? Yes, 115%. But can we all please be honest on this podcast and keep it a buck? This is a great championship. They have no chance in hell of repeating. And he has no chance in hell of winning another championship in Milwaukee when the majority of the league is healthy and there's not a pandemic following up to call said championship. No, I'm sorry. I agree with everything, but here's the thing. Uh, when it comes down to legacies, <laughs> unfortunately, they don't care how you got the ring. It's, it's just that you got the ring. Ooh, um, I, I'm not so sure about that, Lamore. I'm not so sure unless, about that. Unless, because, unless Giannis. Because, like, you uh, remember, they said that rings are made differently. So, and I, and I get it. Like, a level of difficulty for this ring was not high. However, do I respect it and consider it valid? Yeah, I do. I mean, let's let's just be honest. Like, 
he went out there, he played through injury, he willed his team to win. He had the second best finals performance that I've ever seen in my life. The second best. Okay. It, it doesn't compare to 2016, but I mean it comes pretty damn close. All right. All I'm saying is is that like how we put we put different notches on rings. Like, no, you cannot sit here and tell you. You'll probably argue for hell's sake. KD's rings do not mean nearly as much as this ring here. They just don't. They, I'm just being don't, honest but, with you. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, I'm saying that no, it, no it's not like it's, um, you know, uh, a good ring in terms of ranking it compared to others. But if you look at like if you were going to start looking back at Giannis's career and how well he did and if he had a his career up to now versus like a CP3 career that one ring even though it was easy puts him over the top and like I, I understand yeah I understand where you're going where rings aren't made equally like I I recognize that the Lakers last year had one of the easiest paths ever to get to a ring but you know we're still going to count it um when it goes down in history 80 is going to have a ring by his name even though that may be his only one but you know i think in the grand scheme of things it saved his career because i don't see him winning another one unless he teams up with some other stars in a right. place outside of milwaukee yeah no but my thing was like how he kind of presented it as if like okay like I did it the right way. Like I stayed on my team when I could have left and we won. Like, but let let let's be honest though. It's like, you know, and, and I fully respect Giannis and everything he's trying to do. But like where you say that the bubble and the that ring in the bubble was it was easy, I don't necessarily believe so. I think that the final series was super easy. I don't think the path to get there was easy. Does that make sense? Like, the gauntlet that they had to go through, I mean, the only, they didn't run, the Lakers didn't run into any injury-based team or any injuries that last year. They played a fully healthy Trailblazers who everybody said was going to beat us. They weren't fully healthy. I don't think they they had, um, they didn't have either Dame or CJ. One of the two was out. Now remember they had both Dame, they had both Dame and they had CJ. You're thinking about Nurkic, but Nurkic was out at the beginning of the season. He came back in the bubble and he was playing because that's why everybody was saying that they were going to beat him. So now you got that. Then you come here, then you have a Rockets team that's fully healthy, two superstars. You beat them in five. You have the Dynamite Nuggets beat them in five the only the only game or series in that finals that was a cakewalk was against Miami because we all knew Miami was going to lose easy I I have full respect for for Giannis's ring and what this means to him and for the city of Milwaukee but let's not get it twisted if they were going through a non-pandemic year and everybody was healthy they get bounced out of the second round uh, Judd Budenhauser is a—he's fired. They disassembled this team. They're looking to get rid of Chris Middleton. They're looking to uh, probably keep Giannis and Drew Holiday. Get rid of Chris Middleton for you know a, either a complimentary 
uh, role players or looking for another, like I said, another substar. Now, this team is going to stay together for the long haul, and next season will show everybody what it is that I'm saying. They will be a four and a five seed, and they'll get bounced in the second round, if that. No doubt in my mind. I mean, I don't disagree, but um, point of clarification, Dane went down in game three last year. Um, in game three, he played the first mm -hmm. two. Two, right. And they were, I think, one and one in the first two. That, okay, now, and, and I'll give you that, but that's hella different from right. I'm talking about playing KD I, and everybody, and then all of a sudden, Harden turns an ankle, and then freaking uh, Kyrie turns his ankle. You're like, bro, like, right. it I, was I've easy. never seen no, so I, many easy breaks. That, yeah. I, I don't disagree on both ends. Like, um, even on the Suns end, they had an easy path. Um, but, you know, one team had one star in, in Giannis versus, you know, for the Lakers, they have a LeBron and AD. So on top of already being a, a higher power, they face a couple of less challenges. But I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Of course, you know, their path was fairly easy in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, I, I just argue that Giannis isn't going to have that success going forward. So this one ring in the grand scheme of things is probably going to save him from you know that's true the, I'll, I'll, the, give, I'll give you that that's that's very true because if, if he didn't get it this time um and he stayed in milwaukee his entire career he was not he was never going to win i mean we'll we'll be honest there even as the the new regime or the old regime is going out of the nba right now like the lebrons the kd the steps like even with that regime leaving the nba like He's the best young talent. Like he's the best young talent under 27. Like we, I think we all can agree with that. Like Devin Booker's a is is a solidified one B in that situation. But he's the best. Um, I just don't think that his skill set can carry a team in the type of NBA that we're now in without a complimentary player. Much as I love Chris right. Middleton, he's not that guy. Um. He, he, like I said, he was that guy this series, but like I was just, you look at his primary defenders and stuff, they're all second and third year people in the NBA. And it's just like, that's the reason why there was, like there was pressure on him. But I mean, when Jay Crowder, like he's not your primary defender and you're getting defended by, you know, you know, hell. A, a, you know, a two-year kid, a three-year kid, or Cameron Payne, who might as well be a three-year. It's like, it, it just doesn't mean that much to me that you, oh, man, I, I I did the hell out of him. It's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, like that's your job. I think the one thing that Chris Milton has that benefited the Bucks is it's not that he played good throughout the series he just played well exactly when they needed him needed in those too. clutch moments like if you go back and look at it like he was missing shots him and Drew were missing shots like all series and it was like easy shots like they were in good position it's just you know 
it wasn't going in. But when they needed a bucket or they needed some free throws, he was there. He was and that's there. the one thing, you know, as as bad as or inconsistent as Chris Middleton is, you have to give him credit for showing up when it matters. Yeah. Most most I'm most definitely 115% definitely give the guys credit. My like I said, and completely agree with you. My only gripe against Chris Middleton is is that like I Every time I've seen it against somebody who doesn't, that I mean, they don't necessarily have to be a star. I mean, because I don't really consider Jimmy Butler a star. You know, I consider him a very, very, very good above average player. But he's, Jimmy Butler's not a star. Then we can all agree on that. And I've seen Jimmy Butler make Chris Middleton look like a five year old. Like for the most part in the first round this year, he did the exact same thing. It's just that the Heat were nowhere near equipped to play against the Bucks, like at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, and I felt bad for Jimmy Butler, but it was like, yeah, for the most part, hey, I'm proud of Giannis. I'm glad Giannis got this ring. It means the world to him. It should. You better treasure it, big dog, because unless uh, you leave Milwaukee, you're never getting another. With all that being said, I think we can all agree that P.J. Tucker had the most fun at the parade. I wouldn't you? Shoot. No, no, he, no, no, people were asking what was in the cup, like his own teammates. Like That man was on syrup, man. was gone. As he should be. <laughs> he just spent, what, two, three years playing with the Rockets franchise that doesn't know how to play defense and doesn't believe in big men. He, he deserves it. No, oh, he deserves so it. I'm just saying, it was amazing to see that parade. <laughs> Him and Bobby Portis are the two go. guys who I think that deserve this championship more than Giannis. That's just my opinion. Uh, res- respect there, yeah. Uh, respect to Giannis for staying there when everyone said he should leave. Uh, hopefully you can pull another one out. Moving to a minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, his number one receiver, Devontae Adams, has now also stopped contract extension talks with the the front office. Uh, they also many sports books around the country are projecting that. Aaron Rodgers will announce his retirement in the coming week. Uh, I wanted to get y'all's thoughts as far as what does this mean for the franchise? Do you believe that that Aaron Rodgers would take it to the point of retiring uh, in order to get out of Green Bay? Um. Devontae Adams, uh, where do you think he needs to go once he gets out of Green Bay? Because clearly he's not planning to stay there after this season. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams also posted um, a picture of MJ and Scotty from the Last Dance documentary. And of them, I guess, in the last season, they were together together. 
and they both posted it on IG last night. It doesn't necessarily say exactly what that means, but if if it's what we think it means and Aaron Rodgers is done, Green Bay as a whole is done, which, you know, they've been handling this Aaron Rodgers situation poorly for the past, like, five years anyway. Yeah. But their entire franchise is done. Uh, Devontae Adams is gone. I don't think any offensive player in their right mind should stay with Green Bay unless they're just really getting a check. But, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to see anything positive coming out of this situation at this point for the team as a whole. What do you think uh, Devontae Adams is going with next season? I don't know. Uh, I think we would need to see how the season goes because, you know, running backs get injured a lot. So if you have someone like maybe Saquon Barkley who can't come back and he gets hurt again, or if you look at um, Zeke Elliott getting hurt again, uh, teams like that may, you know, reach out. Or if you look at a team like the Falcons who don't really have a a running back and they just keep getting stop gaps, uh, they could get someone, you know, like Devontae Adams. And I understand Adams is a wide receiver. Cool. But uh, he's a running back. <laughs> Throw it to him in the back. You're the, the let GM. him take off. You, you like to yeah. be the GM. We'll call this Lem the GM. Um, you're the you're the Packers GM. Who are you trading him to and who are you trying to get back in a trade that, you, that would actually happen in the NFL? Try to get Honestly, like I would – Plus players for him or in a, in a couple draft picks? I would go for more so draft picks than anything. Um, I don't... I really don't know where I would start, you know. I mean, is, is, he, that, worth, is he worth the haul of draft picks at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's my... my <laughs> that's, that's my... That's my... <laughs> So, so what what hurts him is if you look at what other wide receivers have been receiving as compensation for um, trades. Um, you look at what's his name, Antonio Brown, when he was traded. He really nobody got anything back for him. Um, but wide receivers just aren't getting that. No. And I think with Devonte Adams getting older, and I think the way you have to use him is going to change. Um, yeah, it, it's not going to go well for him. So, Solomon, you're oddly quiet during this section. Uh, what do you What do you got? Think that like, well, Green Bay, they're idiots. Obviously, yeah. we all agree on that. You 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 shown your hand. Like you think about this, Aaron Rodgers been disgruntled about this entire thing for a while, but in the last like what four months. Like, imagine if you're the GM. You're the GM. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a very easy fix. I'm just going to go with my, you know, the quarterback who's supposed to be the heir to Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to put my trust in him, okay? I just want to know how bad he was in order for them not to only go back to Aaron Rodgers. 
but to offer a man a two-year extension and say like dog hey i apologize let's work this out like we can't be it can't be this bad like we can do something what did i do wrong uh Unfortunately, I think that, yes, like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't decide to play, the only way that they're going to be able to rebuild is the draft. Um, and uh, yeah, like it, I wouldn't want to <laughs> stay if I was Devontae Adams because like, why would you? If you're not going to, Jordan Love, if, if it's true about what they say about Jordan Love, he can't throw a football to save his life, then yeah, you're, like you're going to suffer at the string. end of your career. Like he went, to, he went from second string like lock, man in waiting to third string, barely on the roster. Like he's not just, just like saying. not good enough to play. He's barely good enough to be on the team. And there you go. But you so wait just your like first pick but in the draft for this guy. That's where Blake Bortles comes in to save the day. Okay, and that's that's gonna be the end of our show there, folks, because we are we're not gonna listen to that. If much. if you were dependent <laughs> on Blake Bortles to win you football games, you might as well put my unborn child out there still in my wife's womb to throw the football. He could do a better job than Blake Borders. I mean, honestly, Packers just you need to realize that it's over. They don't want them back. The Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers do not want them back. The relationship is over. They've moved on. You need to trade them and get something because those two guys are not playing you for you this season. They're done. It's it's over. Trade them, Cook get them. whatever you can get for them and start rebuilding because this 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 Green Bay Packers team is no more. You have to accept that. Uh, but with um, that, uh you got something else to say, Lamorse? I was going to ask a question. Uh, yeah, who could who could even trade for Aaron Rodgers at this point? I mean, shoot, the Texans might take him. But I don't think Texans have salary cap for him. They do if they they trade Deshaun Watson. I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson has a bigger contract thing than Aaron Rodgers does right now. But that's not how. Um, salary cap works in the NFL. There's still going to be um, a hit, yeah. That little cap hit, yeah. Yeah. That's just weird stuff, but I guess you're right. Yeah, there's really nothing for them to do. They painted themselves into a corner with that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll move on to Petty Moment of the Week. Go ahead. Um, Mine comes from... Uh, the University of Maryland, and (laughs) they took a shot at Texas uh, recently with the news of Texas leaving for um, the SEC. They put up a picture of the little highway meme where there's a car like swerving off the road and there's two options. Lose to Maryland in a game, which they lost in 2017, when Tom Herman just got hired and there was all this hype saying Texas is back and they go out and lose to Maryland um, or join the SEC and it has that car swerving to the SEC. I think that was brilliant by Maryland. Um, Yeah. 
What you got, Solo? Surprisingly, I don't have a petty moment. Outside of Lamar's egging my mom on over some damn chicken nuggets, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a petty moment. <laughs> Mine is a local bar in Wisconsin has named a new beer called the Whining Twelve for their wow. their quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who wears number twelve. Uh, but I'll just leave it at that um, and we'll move on to final thoughts okay I guess I'll go first um, the NCAA is going to change um, drastically uh, from the way that we know it right now um, and I, I know we've hinted at realignments and everything like that but expect like even bigger changes than what we've mentioned um, between paying athletes, between conference realigning, realigning uh, with the TV contracts ending. College athletics is going to be as big of a product or close to as big of a product as um, the NFL. So throwing it out there, they're going to be making big money. They're going to have um, plenty of viewers is, you know, it's coming. Solomon? Uh, Alabama is finally getting a shot clock for, uh, oh, not this year, in a couple years they're going to get a shot clock for for high school basketball. So, Okay. And I'm actually okay with that because I play a fast style of basketball. But just the fact that we're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to see people like hold the ball at the end of games anymore. It's going to be a relieving, relieving sight. Um, so kids that, you know, you can see that the high school game is about to change. Um, you're not going to be able to, you know, dribble the ball 15 quadrillion times and just hold the ball. Uh, old, old head high school coaches, you're not going to be able to hold the ball the last two minutes of the game and force fouls. You're actually going to have to become, you know, decent coaches in what you do. So, yeah. Good change for basketball. Real good change. This, this should be implemented everywhere. Yeah, Please. I don't know why shot 30, is a standard practice at this point. Uh, 30, 35 of, seconds. Something. Yeah. High school will probably be 40. 40 seconds of possession which I mean that's not a bad thing I mean I think 30 35 is a little bit too fast for the high school game but 40 seconds that's more than enough time I mean that means that like legit if you get into you know like a, la a last minute game situation and like under a minute you're guaranteed two possessions into a game unless it's offensive board so I'm okay with it alright my last um, my last statement will be going back to Texas. Texas, when the, the opening game of the season, I'm not sure who they're playing, but they're, they, they play, I'm assuming they will play a mid-level team that is in, in the power five. Do not 
say that Texas is back after they win that game. It happens every single year. Oh, you, oh that, that unsportsmanlike conduct, 15-yard penalty there, Lamoris. <laughs> Horns up is allowed. Horns down is a 15-yard is a penalty. That's another stupid thing I should talk about with my final thoughts. If, I, if you can do there. horns up and not get penalized, me doing horns down should not be a penalty. One of the um, Missouri offensive linemen commented in SEC uh, media days this week that said, um, if you get offended by horns down, you're not going to last in this league. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that That's the petty moment of the week right there. That's it. That's the winner. Uh, but with that, we'll get out of here. We've wasted enough of your time today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how the Olympics are going next week. Uh, once those kind of really get up and running. Uh, but with that, we'll see you next time. <laughs>